But let me just say this. One thing I am is strategic. Mm-hmm. And when I'm strategic, you have to know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, you do. Isn't that interesting, Nancy? You're strategic and you need to know what you're talking about. What the heck is she talking about? Quite amazing, Nancy Pelosi with Jen Snarky this past weekend. It's the Chris Plant Show. Welcome to Monday. Michael Pelka in for my buddy Chris Plant. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you for checking it out. And uh, I'm going to try and hold down the fort here. Pelosi was was uh, astounding this week. And now that we know that she's strategic, we take everything into, into focus on that. We say, okay, she's being strategic. So what the heck is she doing? Pelosi did a couple of interesting things today in the interview with Jen Snarky. And uh, I, I just I look at Snarky's face. When Pelosi's answering, and I'm thinking, why, why are you surprised by this? I know you got that little smirk behind your, uh, your appearance. She is kind of smirking at Pelosi like, I knew you would answer that because you had the questions yesterday. Well, Nancy Pelosi being strategic because she is strategic. Nancy Pelosi floated something I, I mentioned earlier, and that is... A conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy, as they say in the hood. Nancy Pelosi trying to say that the censure of um, Adam Schiff was all directed by Donald John Trump. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. The House put this together. McCarthy led this. There was some back and forth between different groups inside the House. How should we censure Adam Schiff? Schiff's already been removed from important positions on committees and, and actually removed from committees, which in the, in the House currency, that is one of the, one of the biggest deals you can, you can have to your powers to be removed from a committee and removed from either a chairmanship or a ranking member position, which he automatically was removed from when uh, the GOP took control. But for Pelosi to go through this after saying how, how strategic she is, uh, it's really interesting. Check this out. The fact is, is that when we had this vote, was it a week ago, it lost the vote to censure Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. The word is, and I don't know because I'm less forced him to speak about what goes on among the Republicans, but the word is Donald Trump forces weighed in and now the vote changed because they're protecting the um, unpatriotic, unscrupulous uh, behavior of Donald Trump. It all sounds like the whispers in a high school cafeteria. Well, I didn't hear this myself, but the word in the gym locker room was that the mean girls had put this together. No, no, it had everything to do with putting the official censure on the Adam Schiffless guy, but not putting that huge financial penalty on him because there were fears of retribution. This would turn into a tit-for-tat thing should the GOP lose control of the House during the next election. By the way, 400 and I think it's 97 days until the next election. 
And Nancy Pelosi's focused on that because her strategery question, her strategery statement was also focused on getting control of the House back. And God forbid that happens. Seriously, we, we have one tiny slice of control right now. We need the House, we need the Senate, and we need the White House, but you know that. Pelosi talking about a prediction with Jen Snarky. Let me just say this. One thing I am is strategic. Mm-hmm. And when I'm strategic, you have to know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Sure. I have no idea what goes on in their caucus. But I do know one thing. In January of 2025, Hakeem Jeffries will be Speaker of the House. I wish we could place bets, you know, like they place on uh, sporting events now. You have so many different sporting events that actually have gambling going on. It's, it's everywhere. It's tennis. It's golf. It's probably in pickleball, too. I don't know. I wish we could place bets on politics here coming up. And maybe we will be able to. And maybe Pelosi's prediction would be something you could make a lot of money on. I'm just just saying, just throwing that out there with Nancy Pelosi speculating and, and predicting that Hakeem Jeffries will be the Speaker of the House. God help us. Seriously, God help us. Uh, the um, Pelosi conversation with Snarky continued. Pelosi actually took time to smear Clarence Thomas. Now, the Democrats have not given up on their efforts to go after Justice Thomas, to go after the Supreme Court. Ultimately, they want to pack the court. It is really high on their list of of priorities. They won't say it so much because there was a presidential commission on that. Remember, we had that happen already, and it got shot down. The uh, presentation said, no, 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 no. We're not going to pack the court. It's, it's not something we think should be done. But they're not giving up on that. That's not something they're going to abandon. Because if the Democrats get the opportunity to pack the court, trust me, they will. They will expand the court. They will pack it. There will never be another conservative decision in the Supreme Court if the Democrats have the opportunity. And I guarantee you, they are, they are sleeping and dreaming about that every single night. And uh, it's amazing to me how far they will go just to get permanent control. Look at what they're doing right now. It, it just, I, I make that statement and I say they want permanent control. And I'm sure Republicans want to stay in the lead, too, because conservatives and Republicans believe that we have the right idea. And I think we have a lot of proof to that. Just look what's happened in the two and a half years since Joe Biden's taken over, since Democrats have been able to take over and what they've done to the economy and what they've done to the the working man and woman that they so often say, oh, that's who we're out to protect and save. And and we just want to make sure they're going to have a shot. No, your gas prices are still a dollar and 20 cents higher than than they were the day you took over. Inflation is still higher, double what it was when Donald Trump handed you the keys. And don't even get me started on what's happening to the children in this country. And I, I was looking over the, um, the math scores and the science scores in this country. It is downright depressing what's going on. 
We, we are falling behind. 1990 was the last time math scores have been this low among 13-year-olds. 1990. 2004 was the last time reading scores were this low among 13-year-olds. It's time for us to get the Democrats out of the business of mind control and school control. And what happened last week? You had Randy Weingarten get a, um, an invitation to be part of a, a, a DHS committee. So now you have the leader of a very powerful teachers union who is inside at the DHS. And we also learned that the teachers unions had a hotline to the education department during the pandemic a hotline, a direct line to the Secretary of Education while the parents were basically shut out and being positioned as, as terrorists, as domestic terrorists. The results are in, and the American people needs to wake up to that, uh, need to wake up to that. And I believe that the Pew Research Study that came out, there's a really broad-based research study out of Pew last week, and it broke down specific issues and, and where the left stands and where the right stands. And it's obvious on some of them. Like gun control, it's the left, oh, they want to have all that gun control. And the right doesn't want any of that. And the climate, it's all about the left. And the right says, no, we'll, we'll keep our air and water clean, but we don't want the government in charge of the weather or thinking they're in charge of the weather or giving them $50 trillion to think they can change the weather. But there are a bunch of issues that are in the very middle of this Pew study that I think would be pivotal for the Republicans to get in front of and decide that that's an issue. When you have the left and the right agreeing on something, that's an opportunity. Elections are not won on the far left or the far right. Elections are won in that middle, right there in the smack dab in the middle. And one of those issues is K through 12 public education. And I think we need to finally start hammering the message. The Democrats have had control of this issue for too long. And the failure, the failure is obvious. The impact is going to be long lasting, especially when you consider that those are the next voters, that those are the kids who, instead of being able to read a book, instead of having a, an education in classic literature, they now focus on pronouns or bathrooms. This is a key issue. Parents, education are at the top of that list. And related to that, another issue that has key support from both sides of the aisle, drugs, drugs in our community. Last week, the DOJ finally started going after China for fentanyl. Last week, last week, after how many hundreds of thousands of Americans have died from fentanyl poisoning in this country? fentanyl murders in this country that were, that were aided and abetted by China and the cartels in Mexico, and the DOJ has finally raised their hand. Why? Because we're 497 days away from an election, and it's an issue that's in the dead center. If the GOP would lead on education, on drugs, and saving the kids, getting them educated, getting the drugs out of their lives, and not focused on the, the pronouns— I think we have a chance to grab some of the middle, even some of the middle left. And the other one that's right there in the middle is crime. And we've always kind of had the crime topic on, in the conservative world. 
but I think there's an opportunity to talk about quality of life as it relates to crime, drugs, and education. And that means family has to be at the top, too. We'll get into this, but that's, that's my little speech to the uh, GOP. If you want to win, you have to be strong, you have to be united, and you have to be focused on things that your base recognizes, but the middle of the country recognizes as well. I know Ron DeSantis is out there today giving out his, uh, his border plan today, and we'll see, we'll monitor that to see if anything comes of that. The, um, the overall polling on the uh, Republican primary candidates, still pretty much the same. It's Donald Trump with an overwhelming lead, Ron DeSantis trailing by a wide margin, and then everybody else. Doesn't matter what Chris Christie says. But it looks like between Trump and DeSantis, that's 70 to 75 percent of GOP voters. That means the other, what is it now, 13, so that means 11 candidates are splitting the 25%. Yeah, it's there's no other breakout yet. We'll talk some more about that because there is uh, there is some interesting video that came out from Robert Kennedy Jr. this weekend. 70 years old, push-ups, weight lifts. I wonder if that's going to be on on the next campaign. We'll talk about that. You want to join the conversation? You're welcome to. You're always welcome to the Chris Plant Show. It's Michael Pelga in for Chris Plant. The number, of course, 888-630-9625. It's the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Monday on the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka is my name in for my buddy Chris Plant. He's got a vacation. Why not? It's summertime. Crazy weather running around the country. I know that. You know what bothers me is when I, I turn on the news and they do that little flash to national weather. And first of all, do we need national weather? Seriously. I mean, if you're flying somewhere today, you've probably looked on your phone And you've said, gee, what's the weather going to be like where I'm flying to? And you could see it. Do we really need to spend all this time on weather? Yes, because it allows the left to then interject the climate change narrative. And at the bottom of the screen, when you see the little scroll across the bottom of the screen, today, 65 million people will be threatened by the weather. 65 million people will be in danger. Yes, it's summer. It's hot. Texas, 
going to be really hot. Okay, back to you. We don't need all the weather queens getting crazy. We don't need all the weather hysteria. Just me. In a perfect world, that wouldn't happen. It's a little irritating to me on Monday. I'm venting, I know. Uh, and, and you're welcome to vent as well. Like Chris, who's in Toledo, Ohio, and joining the Chris Plant Show. Not Chris Plant, but Chris in Toledo. Hello, Chris in Toledo. What's up? Chris, come in, Chris. I don't know what's going on there with Chris, but we'll come back to you, Chris. So maybe we'll get back to you. John is in Herndon, Virginia. John, welcome to the Chris Plant Show, sir. What's up? Oh, sure. You, I love watching, uh, listening to you. You're a great break from that awesome guy, uh, Chris, who I oh, love, too. So I I just want to add, though, tonight uh, you mentioned that they're going to vote uh, at the Fairfax County School Board, Fairfax County, Virginia, for uh, pay raise. Well, something horrendous they're going to vote on is this thing called an equity policy. And, um, you know, there's a number of us who have been laser being focused on it. Uh, and, you know, this policy, now I'll say this here, you know, probably, yeah, it, it is pretty much establishes this thing called an equity officer who sits right next to the school board superintendent who makes a ton of money. Um, and you, I, I pretty much convert this to, you can think of it as a political officer. You know, they're not focused on academics, ex- yeah. academic excellence. They'll be yeah, focused on are we marching still? We keep keeping everybody marching on this woke uh, ideology. And John, it's a really dangerous thing. Yep. John, you bring this up, and I, I have to be short with you because I'm on a time, uh, time conflict here. I'm up against the wall very shortly. But I want to reinforce this with everybody. This is happening in Fairfax County, Virginia today. And the school boards, they're still so important. They're so critical to us. 497 days from right now the school boards are where it all starts happening that's where the control starts happening so if you are so inclined if you care about your kids if you care about the future you can get involved in the school boards this equity position is is one of these positions it's going to be in these schools where it happens it's usually a democrat operative who's getting paid a lot of money to make sure the diversity equity and inclusion plans are are in place it's not about equality which is what the country was built on it's about this false narrative called equity where they're going to give everybody a position at the starting line based on race national origin it's not good it's not america it's michael pelka in for chris plant on the chris plant show Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka sitting in for my buddy Chris Plant. It is uh, an amazing Monday already after what was just a wild weekend. We had, as I mentioned earlier, the meltdown in the press room with Jen, not Jen, I'm talking about Cringe. I'll get to Jen Snarky because she was busy too. With Cringe on Pierre coming under attack from actual journalists doing journalism. Doesn't always happen, does it?
And she was very, very upset. And we'll see what happens today in the press briefing and uh, keep you posted on that. And then we had the, um, and I'm using air quotes as Chris Wood with my fingers, uh, an attempted coup, a coup d'etat, or was it an insurrection in Russia, or was it a giant okey-doke? Was it a giant, we fooled you, with uh, Putin's chef leading his Wagner group within 150 miles of Moscow, and then turning around and going back to camp, and then apparently going to Belarus, which is also where the Chechens are. So you got a couple of groups that are getting paid to do the bidding of Vladimir Putin, who are now just next door to Ukraine in Belarus, which, uh, no coincidence, we shipped or Russia shipped some of its nukes there last week. So there's nukes and a couple of uh, mercenary groups who are just hanging out, vacationing in Belarus, because why not? I heard it's always the best place to be in uh, Belarus for the summer. And I don't know if we're ever going to know the full story, because nobody seems to know the full story. All day long, Friday and Saturday, you had all of the mainstream media speculating. They brought out all of the retired generals. The maps were up. They were showing you where the where the troops were, where the entire group had gathered and was getting ready to go in to Moscow. We were told the airport had closed. We were told all kinds of things. Barriers were up. No one has seen Putin. Well, no one has still seen Vladimir Putin live for quite some time. There was a prepared statement that came out about some youth activity as well. So nobody really knows. It's kind of like what's going on with with Ukraine and the entire war situation. We just don't know. So let's pay attention and see what happens. Uh, before we went to break, and I want to get to uh, the Pelosi story because there's some absolute madness about Pelosi. Pelosi is all in for term limits. By the way, that's breaking news. Nancy Pelosi is in for term limits. We'll, we'll talk about that. It won't affect her, but we'll talk about it. Uh, but before the break, we tried to get to Chris from Toledo, Ohio, and his phone was funky. So we're going to go back to Chris. Hey, Chris, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Hey, thank you. Sorry about the um, screw up there with my phone. That's right. Today, Monday, uh, I, is technical problems day. We, we had it early, but I, they get solved. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on uh, uh, voting situation. Um, my, just my personal opinion is I don't think that the Republicans will win another vote ever. Um, and it's not it's it's that they cheat. I mean, it's not that they cheat through social media or Twitter or any of that stuff. I'm sure that helps them. But I think they stuff ballots until they win. I mean, that's why we don't have election results on the night of the election anymore. Wait, Chris, Chris you confuse gonna... me. You When you say they cheat, you mean the the Democrats, cheat. Democrats. I mean, okay. the Democrats cheat. There's no no question about it. I mean, come on. Are you telling me are, are, you look at Fetterman? Are you telling me people serious that he got one vote, let alone win an election? Come on. Well, if you saw 2000 Mules and I hope you did the movie 2000 Mules, it was a very well sourced and brilliant documentary. Uh, I think all of us were astounded by that. And over the weekend, Donald John Trump was speechifying in two separate locations. He gave the keynote address at the Faith and Freedom event, and then he was speaking again. Um, I forget the look. It might have been Milwaukee. I have to go and look at it. 
in in those occasions, Donald Trump is stressing the need to get paper ballots. And at the same time, we have Carrie Lake, who has been out and about doing a whole lot of speaking lately, also talking about paper ballots and also talking about getting back to Election Day. And that can only happen if Republicans win the elections and stop Election Month. If we have Election Day, we have a chance. But we have 497 days and a couple hours from right now to get that done. We need to win the next one. Then every time we have an election, everybody goes, so this is the most important election of of my lifetime. Well, in this case, it is. It really is. So I hope we get that, Chris. I, I have a belief that the GOP not only has better candidates on every level than the Democrats do, but I, I really believe that there is a lot of energy, even though it seems like there's a lot of infighting right now. That's what happens in primaries. Biden may not have a primary, even though he should have one. And there's new polling data, which I'm going to get into. So I, I don't think we should... Um, we should give it up just yet. I don't think we should wave the white flag yet because you're right about Fetterman. The guy never should have been elected. As a matter of fact, I think it's abuse of, of John Fetterman to keep him in office. But the Democrats are so focused on power. If John Fetterman leaves before, I think it's the middle of August, Pennsylvania gets a special election. They get to actually choose their senator. But if he makes it to September, the governor gets to appoint someone. And the Democrats are terrified, absolutely terrified that the GOP would have a a better candidate than they could come up with. And and they're right. They're right to be terrified because all across the second tier, I'm not talking about Dr. Oz. There were a host of other Republicans in Pennsylvania who should have been or could have been on that ticket. But it was unfortunate the way it came out. So they're going to try and keep Fetterman hidden and get him across the finish line to, I believe, September. And the same thing with uh, Feinstein. My God, that is elder abuse. It's, it's worse than what they're doing with Joe Biden. So they only care about power to the end. And I know everybody's going to say, well, Republicans care about power, too. Yes. But at some point, uh, my God, have you no humanity to coin the phrase? Uh, or to quote the historical mention. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's maddening. But we have a shot, and we have a chance. Uh, let me grab one more quick one before I get to some of this polling data, new polling data that came out. Dan is in Calvert County, Maryland. Hey, Dan, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me okay? You sound perfect. What's up? Oh, good. Uh, actually, two things. The first thing is, when you talk about equity, they want everybody to be at the same starting line at the same time. But the real trick is equity wants everybody to be at the finish line also at the same time. And that's where the problem comes in. Well, yeah, they want guaranteed results. And, and they don't want everybody yeah. at the same starting line. They, I've seen that. The best graphic I've seen on it is the fence outside the baseball park where shorter people can't see the fence, so the government brings in some steps. And then it goes up to the person who can see over the fence. Or the racing, where the people are given a head start because they have been disadvantaged or their their ancestors were disadvantaged. And the idea is to get everybody across the finish line, which we all know is impossible. Nature doesn't work that way. 
But that's what they're thinking. That's what they're believing. I thank you for your input on that, Danielle. Anytime someone mentions uh, equity, no. <laughs> that's, that's dangerous, and it never is fair. And they'll always tell you, well, it's in the interest of fairness because we have to have fairness, especially for the children. Yeah. We saw the media kind of waking up in the last week or two. And I have to give credit to Hunter Biden because I think Hunter Biden was the guy who kind of woke up the mainstream media, the left side. And all of the stuff that's been revealed from the laptop, which we now know was verified by the FBI, was given uh, the legitimate status well before the letter from the 51 intelligence officials was released. But Chuck Todd was actually admitting this. Chuck Todd was actually talking about how how there, there are problems in the administration. And now we have polls also that are really bad for Joe Biden. This was Chuck Todd yesterday talking about Joe Biden's job approval rating. Biden's job rating sits at just 43 percent, about where it's been since the withdrawal from Afghanistan. 53 percent disapprove. Uh, a full 68 percent of voters, including 43 percent of Democrats now, uh, which is twice what it was in 2020, say they are concerned that Biden does not have the necessary mental and physical health to be president. So the numbers of Democrats who are looking at Joe Biden and saying, we're, we're concerned that this guy doesn't have the uh, mental or physical capabilities to do the job. I, I start hearing quotes from famous Christmas movies and I want to yell them back at the Democrats and say this. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, welcome to the party, pal. Chuck Todd took that information later in the show and uh, presented it to Senator Amy Klobuchar. She was everywhere this weekend, by the way. She must have lost a bet or something, but she had to go from uh, NBC to CNN as well. But they were, as Chris likes to say, fluffing her. Uh, but Chuck Todd with Amy Klobuchar talking about Joe Biden's polling. We got a new poll out. Uh, we asked various questions having to do with President Biden and his ability to do the job. Uh, does he have the mental and physical health to serve? Um, the concern among Democrats has doubled since October 2020. It was only one in five Democrats that had that concern before Election Day 2020. It's now over 40 percent. It's 43 percent. Um, you were just with the president at the state dinner. What are, do you have any concerns? Anyone want to take a bet? Does she have any concerns, do you think? Considering those numbers, those are pretty dangerous numbers, considering the fact they've doubled. Well, put your bets down right now. Does Amy Klobuchar have any concerns about Joe Biden? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, he did so well at that state dinner. Um, I think we all saw his power at the State of the Union. Our party is united behind him. Why? Because we work in a results-oriented business, Chuck, and he has gotten results. So results-oriented business. And you notice the gap of time between how well he performed publicly. The State of the Union, that's a few months ago, and the state dinner. So she's only covering the state events, the things that have state in them. And his results. Inflation still double the rate of John, Donald John Trump. The border is still a mess. They're working the numbers, by the way. They're tweaking the numbers. They're using numbers that really aren't being honest with you about the border. The numbers are not down in remarkable fashion. Uh, the, 
Chuck Todd talked with Klobuchar further about Biden and the state dinner as well. Uh, hold on a second. I got a different clipper I want to play for you because this was um, this is just fascinating to me because Klobuchar gives a rehearsed answer. This is a they put her on there because she can remember all this stuff, unlike Joe. And they asked her about Joe's state of mind as well. Completely. I brought up the state dinner. Do you think it was appropriate for Hunter Biden to be at the same event uh, as the attorney general Merrick Garland was in the same week he uh, accepted a plea deal? You know, I think as the president explains, that's his son. That's a separate thing. And I would like to say, hold on a second. So your kid accepts a plea deal on income tax evasion and on what should have been a felony charge. And you say, oh, you know, the answer, that's my son. That's my son. It's a different deal. Um, about that, that decision was made by an independent prosecutor who is a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney uh, who had 10 years of experience, well-respected. Philadelphia Inquirer reported that he was a registered Republican. He looked at the facts and evidence and made that decision. And by the way, if that's what the Republicans want to run on, uh, in the coming election, good luck, because the president is going to be able to run on the strength of his work in bringing 13 million jobs back. Whoa, whoa, 13 million jobs that they had squished with the pandemic restrictions. There is news that the judge who will be hearing the Hunter Biden plea deal and doing the sentencing is also allowed to reject it. So there may be some hope. Because all of the evidence that was presented to the judge before the plea deal happened before the whistleblower news came out. Some flexibility there, maybe. You want to join the conversation? You're welcome to 888-630-9625. We're not done with Klobuchar. She wandered over to CNN to say some crazy stuff, too. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka setting in for Chris Plant today. Uh, it is the also uh, the start of the final few days of Pride Month, which I really hope this is the last Pride Month. I'm I'm all in for a Pride Day, but I'm done with the Pride Month. I I want a Veterans Month. I want a, an entire month for the men and women who stand up and volunteer to defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So I'm happy to see this thing going. The Pride folks gave us great evidence to bring up when we talk about canceling Pride Month and giving them Pride Day. And in New York City, walking around Central Park, there were a bunch of people uh, dressed or not because it was clothing optional, and a lot of them took the option. It's never the right people who are naked in public. It's never. It's always the, the worst bodies ever. There's nothing pretty there. But they were also marching and chanting and telling us what they're up to with the drums, too, right? Yes, they're here, they're queer, and they're coming for your children. They're telling us exactly who they are. Just let people talk. They'll... They'll tell you exactly who they are. And they did this weekend. And a lot of them showed us exactly who they are. There were some pretty 
awful, awful sights. And I, I feel bad for the parents who were trying to be fair and they took their kids to try and say, well, we want our kids to grow up inclusive. We're, we don't care who you love as long as you love them. But I, I'm with you on that. But just don't indoctrinate the children. Let's teach them how to read and write. Let's teach them the math and the science before we teach them the pronouns and the 900 genders. And why is it that if there are 900 genders, how come when you go to the clinic and you get the options on which gender you would like to become, there are only two options? Just saying. So I will be uh, bidding farewell, and, and I'll be here all week, God willing. And we will bid farewell to Pride uh, with a, a great send-off. And hopefully it's the final, the very final Pride moment. I did mention Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi has decided she's all in on term limits. I don't know if you caught this. She was talking to uh, Jen Snarky, who now gets paid millions of dollars from MSNBC to carry water for the Democrats. And uh, she was asked about the Supreme Court. And uh, something interesting was said be changes, reforms to the Supreme Court, term limits, uh, an expansion. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about expansion. I mean, it's been over 150 years mm. since we've had an expansion of the court. Mm. It was in the time of Lincoln. She advised Lincoln on that. That it went up to nine. So the subject of whether that should happen is a, a discussion. And it's not a, say, a rallying cry, but it's a discussion. Uh, the president formed a commission. They did not recommend expansion of the court, that shouldn't be the end of it. But there certainly should be term limits. There certainly be term limits. And if nothing else, there should be some ethical rules that would... Huh. So Nancy Pelosi's all in for term limits. Just for somebody else. And ethical rules. Just for somebody else. That's how this works, isn't it? We saw it during the pandemic where Pelosi got to go and get her hair did while everybody else had to shut their salons. It's always rules for thee and not for me. Nancy Pelosi, all in on term limits. Unless, of course, you happen to be an elected official. Then that's, uh, that's not going to happen. Interesting. Hmm. They are hypocritical, aren't they? It's Michael Pelkin for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. <laughs> The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.